0: I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of women here that are watching me now by live stream, and there'll be a group of you that'll join me on Facebook and YouTube and other devices later. And we are here only for one purpose. We are here to learn how to endeavor to walk in the kingdom of God, to walk in the power. The kingdom of God is power. That's what we are endeavoring to do. And we are being led by the Spirit of God on how to accomplish this. And we have a shepherd. And his name is Jesus. And he is our shepherd. And he leads us in paths of still waters and leads us into the green pastures. And he leads us to the valley of the shadow of death. And we fear no evil because his rod his, his authority and his staff, his word, comfort us. That's where we're headed, ladies. We are headed for the kingdom of God. We are there in a, in, a, in, a, in a minute way. Sometimes I feel like my big toe is in the ocean. And that's how close we are to the power of God. Let's open up with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father... I thank you. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our heart like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. I thank you for all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you will turn with your Bibles with me, we have quite a few verses to go over. So we don't have a testimony today. But I want us to see something. I want us to get something in our hearts. I want us to begin in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 17. We are going to talk today about a specific, specific kind of prayer, the prayer of command. But I want to lay some groundwork before we get into that. So 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Are you born again? Are you born again? If you, you must, Jesus said you must be born again. And none of this, you can't even see the kingdom of God, unless you were born again. And when you are born again, you get the spirit of Jesus. That's Romans 8. We get the spirit of Jesus. And here it says in 1 Corinthians 6:17 but he that is joined unto the Lord, unto the Lord, that's Jesus. He that is joined unto the Lord, that's born again, that's, uh, that received Jesus, is one spirit. I like with the way the English Standard Version says, it says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Do you know that? Do you believe that? Do you have any idea that it is the spirit of Jesus is in you? In you. Not only is he shepherd and leading you, but he is in you. Do you know that? Are you aware that the Spirit of Jesus is in you? Turn with me to uh, Colossians 1, verse 27. When God was first talking to me about this, when I was reading the New Testament, I, I wrote down all the places where I saw that the Spirit of Jesus was in us. And I think I had about a dozen. I know I had 11. But I think that, well, in fact, I know there's a dozen. There's a dozen of them, but I'm only going to read a couple. All right, first, uh, Colossians 1, verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory. Of the glory, the riches of his glory. You know, I love it when Jesus turned the water into wine. John said that he showed forth his glory when he did that. So, so something happened, something really cool happened. He made water in the wine. You'd lose about half the Baptist church right there. Jesus made water in the wine. that it it said that the Lord, he showed forth his glory then. So now here it says, to whom God would make known. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? That's us. And what is that mystery? Which is Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Are you aware that the spirit of Jesus is in you? And he got in you when you were born again. If you would even consider this vessel, what's moving around in there. I mean, we're a host of a whole bunch of things. But, but, number one, We got the spirit of Jesus when we're born again. And when we get the spirit of Jesus and we're born again, we become one with that spirit. We become one. So now we have the spirit of Jesus in us. We have the spirit of Jesus in us. Now go to 1 John 4. 1 John 4, verse 4. And this is John speaking. He said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because, and he's talking about overcoming the spirit of Antichrist and overcoming the devil. He said, why? Because greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Do you really believe that verse? It says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We know that Satan is in the world. He is the God of this world. Do you really believe that verse? Do you really have an understanding? Do you believe this verse? Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. If you believe that verse, you know there is no devil that is stronger than you. You know that. If you believe this verse, there is no spirit stronger than you. You are stronger than the devil know that greater is he that is in you it's not you it's who's in you you are stronger than the devil if you believe have faith in that verse that verse that is the word of god and it cannot be broken you are stronger than the devil Even Jesus himself said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Do you believe that? Oh, we don't believe it. We put up with so much stuff because we won't use what's given us. You are stronger than the devil because of who is in you. Not because of you, because of who is in you. You are stronger than the devil. And there is no place, no place in the word of God that says you need to be afraid of the devil. No place does it say in the word of God you need to be afraid of the devil. Why? Because of who you have in you. Because of who you have in you. Let me show you who you have in you. Go with me to Revelations 19. This is an awesome verse, and we don't believe it. We don't make it our own. All right, chapter 19 of Revelations. And this is the Apostle John speaking. And he says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. We know who that is. It even says it later. And in righteousness, in righteousness, in the right things of God, in righteousness, does he judge? Does he judge? In righteousness, he judges. That's Jesus. In righteousness, he judges. And look at this next part. And make war. Make war. Did you know That the Jesus in you makes war. Do you know that's who's in you? Do you have any idea what is in you? He was only weak. In the weakness, he was crucified. What weakness? The weakness of our weakness. He took on our weakness, and he was crucified in it. He took on our pain. He took on our sickness. He took on our weaknesses. He took on our poverty. He took on all the curses of the law. He took them all on, and he died in weakness, and he was buried, and he went to hell. But my friends, he didn't raise in weakness. He wasn't raised in weakness. He was raised by the power of God. And he was raised out of hell. And he was put back in that body. And that body was healed of every sickness. And that body was healed of every sin and every curse. And every bone that was out of joint, that body was put back together by the mighty power of God and he stood on his feet and he walked out of the grave never to die again. He was not weak. He is not weak now. He is not. He makes war. He makes war and he judges and he loves you. But that's who you've got to understand is in you. That is in you. The very one that makes war is in you. He is not afraid of anything. Good God, he created it all. You know, why? If you have Jesus in you, why are you afraid of a devil that the one in you created? Have you ever thought about that? Jesus is the one that created Lucifer. It says all things are created by Jesus and everything that was created was created by Jesus. He's the one that created Lucifer. He created all of Lucifer's angels and all of his little uh, lieutenants and all those little demons running around. Jesus is the one that created them all and he's in you if you were born again and if you believe. It won't work if you don't believe it. Now, Knowing that, knowing what's in you, knowing the authority, the dominion, the power, the Almighty One in you, let's take a look at some prayers. All right, if you will go with me to Mark 7. 7.32, I want you to get the understanding. The Spirit of God wants you and me to understand the power that's in us, the one that's in us. The Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega. He is in us, and he's not afraid of anything. All right, I'm going to go to Mark 7, and I'm going to begin in verse 32. This is a healing, but I want you to notice the words that Jesus uses. He says, And they brought unto Jesus one that was deaf, verse 32, and had an impediment in his speech. And they besought Jesus to put his hand upon him. And Jesus took him aside from the multitude." And he put his finger into his ears, and he spit, and he touched his tongue. And looking up into heaven, notice here, he doesn't cast out the devil. He doesn't lay hands. Well, he puts his fingers in his ears, but look what he does. He said, he looked up to heaven, he sighed, and said unto him, Hephathah, which is, be open. Jesus made a command to the man's ears. He said a command to the man's ears. He made a command to the man's ears. And what did he say? He said, be opened. That's the spirit. That's Jesus. Don't forget. He's in you. And, they, and he said, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened. And the Or The string of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plain. Turn with me to Mark 4, verse 39. And this is Jesus in the storm. I'm going to begin in verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took Jesus, even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Full. A, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Huge storm. And Jesus is asleep. I love it. Asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not that we perish. We're all going to die, Jesus. And he rose. And look what he does. Look what the man in you did. He rebuked the wind. And he said, look at this. He said unto the sea. He gave the sea. And in a a thing that is not alive as we would consider life. He said to the sea. He didn't say it to the father and he didn't say it to the devil. He said unto the sea, peace, be still. He gave the sea a command. Jesus gave the sea a command. A command, how could he do that, my Lord? He created it. He gave it a command, but he also had the spirit of God in him, he had the Holy Ghost in him. remember at the beginning, the very beginning in genesis we've gone over this. it said at the very beginning when the when there was it that the in the beginning was the was the um in the beginning. What is it? The earth was there without form, and the Spirit moved on the face of the waters. And then the voice spoke. Let there be light. Well, here, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost in him, the Spirit of God in him. Remember, he couldn't do nothing of himself, but he has the Spirit of Jesus in him. And now he's got the Spirit of Jesus in him, and he's got the Holy Spirit. And he says to the sea, peace be still. And you know what happened? It obeyed him. It obeyed him. Do you realize if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you have both of those things, both of those people, both of those persons in you. You have Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit. Do you know you can do the same thing? You can do the same thing. You can command. You can command the wind, the sea, and it will obey you. Why? Because of who's in you. I've told the story before. When God put me in the sign business, I started out in my garage. And there's not a lot of room in the garage when you've got four by eight boards that you've got to paint and you've got to make signs out of. And I had four of them in my in my driveway, and I had them laid on coffee cans so that I could reach them and paint them. I used to roll them. I used to be really good at rolling paint, smooth surface, and I had them all rolled, and the next thing I know, there's a cloud forming in the north, and I saw it. It was like up in, uh, like, like in Salina, and it was headed my way. And I knew I had just put, uh, in those days, a lead-based oil paint on those boards. And if they got wet, they were going to be ruined. There was no way I could save them. And I didn't have the money to go buy four more boards. And I stood on my driveway. And who was in me spoke. And the Spirit of God moved. And I said to the clouds, split and don't rain On my boards. And you know that cloud did just that. I was just as shocked as you were. And I watched the cloud go. I saw it raining in my neighbor's yard that wasn't but 50 yards away. And I saw it rain in the other side about 50 yards away. And it didn't touch my boards. Why? Because of the one in me And because of the Spirit of God in me, I made the command, and it had to obey. That is the prayer of command, and it is for you, and it's for me. We have to come to the revelation of who is in us, and how to walk in the Spirit so these things happen. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Matthew 21. This one's a beautiful one. And this one is Jesus talking, and he instructs us in this one. All right, I'm going to begin Matthew 21, verse 17. And Jesus left them and went out of the city unto Bethany, and he lodged there. Now, in the morning, as he returned unto the city, he hungered. And as he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And Jesus said unto it, notice, he said to the tree, he's talking to a tree. He's talking to a tree. Ever talk to a tree? Ever? I mean, I talk to the clouds. I've talked to a tree you know we had a, a tree that we put in at the at the house in, in here in Plano because we had a storm come through and knocked out another tree damaged it beyond what we thought was repair that would look good they could take off a huge branch fell off the tree and frankly the tree wasn't liked by either one of us we knew it was time to replace the tree so we put in a live oak and they told us you know we're going to put in it, it was a big oak it was big As big its size. And they dug out this huge hole and they put the oak in. And they put it in and they said, now you're going to have to water it. And I followed everything they told me to the letter. But the thing wasn't putting out any new leaves. In fact, it was losing more than I really liked. And, And it was past spring wherein it should have blossomed out some. And there wasn't any. And, you know, we had the tree guarantee. You know, they said, well, we'll guarantee the tree for a year. And who wants to build, who wants to dig up your yard again? And I went out there. And yes, I spoke to a tree. I laid my hands on it. And I said, I command life into this tree. I command life into this tree. I spoke to the tree. I command life into you. I went out there a week later. You know what? It was budding out. It had leaves, new, baby, little leaves all over it. I spoke to the tree, the prayer of command. Was it me? No. I can't do that, but the one in me can. The one in me can. We are beginning to understand who is in us. So now here, Jesus is speaking to the tree. And he found nothing around but leaves only. And he said unto the tree, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. Forward forever. You know, you think, gee, Jesus, it's not really nice to the tree. You know what? That tree gave up the ghost for our benefit. It said, And he said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forward forever. And presently, that word presently means immediately, immediately, the fig tree withered away in front of their eyes. And I think the other one said that it went from the top down, not from the roots up. Uh, when you have a tree that's, that's, that's dying, it dies from the roots up. This one died from the, no, I'm sorry. This one died from the roots up, Yeah. That opposite of what we usually see. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how soon is a fig tree withered away? And here's Jesus' lesson. He just gave them an example. Talk about field research. They're in the lab now. And Jesus shows them how to do it. You know what? He's showing us how to do it too. He is showing us how to do this. He's teaching you and I. And Jesus answered and said to them, verily I say unto you, if you have faith, If you have faith, do you have faith? Do you got any faith? Do you know you got faith when you were born again? It was given to you as a gift. That faith was given to you as a gift. Who authored it? We just heard that today from Doyle. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Guess who gave you your faith? The one that came into you when you were born again. When you were born again, he just not only brought his spirit, he brought you some faith. Do you know that you have all the faith you need for what you need today? He would be unjust not to do that. But you got to use it. You have to use it. And here it tells that you can have faith and doubt not. You know, and like we've said here before, you can have faith and doubt. Oh, I hate doubt. It talks all the time. Uh, You know, doubt is a spirit. And that thing is constantly talking. It's constantly accusing. It's constantly saying it's not going to work for you. Shut it up. And you don't have to listen to it. Use your faith. Use your faith. Do you know that it says that you please God when you use your faith? There was a time when I thought that if I used my faith, I would, I would offend God. How stupid and religious can that be? But I thought it. I thought if I used my faith, I was going to offend God because I was so unworthy and such a mess. Do you know what what unbelief and doubt that was? You know, it says that those that please God have to use their faith. He's pleased when you use your faith. Like we said today, especially when you're doing it in His will. And you know what? His will is the gospel. His will is the gospel. Gospel's already been done. So everything that was done in the gospel is God's will. Is God's will. He already healed you. He already made you rich. He already forgave your sins. Use your faith and get him. Use your faith and get them. Quit asking if it's his will or not. Good God, haven't you seen what he did for you on the cross? And you say... Can I do that, Jesus? Oh, we are so self-righteous, and we are so religious. Now, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this. Notice it says you. You. He's not just talking to the apostles. He's talking to you. If he was just talking to the apostles, it would not be in this book. He said, if you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. It shall be done, the prayer of command. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. There's the fight. The fight's in the believing. And it's not hard to pray, but it's not easy all the time to pray believing. Sometimes, and a lot of times, you've got to get the believing motivated and moving and sparked. And then you pray. Or you pray until you get that, and then you go in to the command. I remember, and I've shared this before, I've shared so many of my testimonies before. That my son got stabbed with a knife. Don't ask me. I wasn't there. But I fi- he finally showed it to me one day, and it was all infected. It was on the back of his hand. And I said, John, what happened? And he told me the story. A friend of his stabbed him in his hand. I said, is he still your friend? And, and we looked at it, and I realized it was infected, and I, I wasn't super spiritual. I said, go put it in some water, hot water. I said, well, you know, we're going to do that, but I'm going to pray. But I realized that just to take his hand and pray without his spirit being with mine wasn't going to work as well. So I told God, I said, get me with him that I can talk to him alone. We had a busy household so that we can pray for this. And God arranged, it was really cool how God did it. One of the other sons was someplace and John and I had to go pick him up. And I got him in the car and we started talking. I said, John, remember when God did this for you? Oh, yes, mom, I remember. I said, remember when he did this? Now, this is is a high school boy. I said, yeah, I remember that. I said, remember when God did this for you? Yes, I remember. I said, you know God's with you, don't you? He said, yes, I do. I do. Got that, John? And I said, I'd like to pray for your hand. By then, his heart was ready. Then, his faith was moving. And I prayed for his hand. And I told the hand to be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. That was all that was said. That was like 9 o'clock at night. He went to bed. He went to school the next morning. I was already at school. I was teaching at the time. So I left before he even woke up. He was in high school. They started a lot later. And I called him or left him a message, I think, during the day. I said, call me when you, when you are having, having lunch or whatever, and let's take a look at that hand. And, and he called me, and he said, Mom... He said, no change. It's still still infected. I said, okay. I said, I'll talk to you in a little while. And I hung up the phone. Thank God there was nobody in my classroom because I got loud. I said, oh no, oh no. I spoke to that hand and I spoke in the name of Jesus. And that hand, I said, you are healed. You are healed. And I won't take no for an answer. And I prayed that way for a little bit and I went back. To teaching, And you know what? I got a phone call right in the middle of class. And it was my son. He said, Mom, I went to my next class. And I looked down and it was all gone. It was all gone. He's got a tiny little mark there. I said, good. It'll remind you every time you look at it what God did for you. I spoke to the hand, the prayer of command. Why? Because of who is in me. Is in me made this world who is in me created you and I who is in me went to the cross for you and I he paid for our sin he paid for our unrighteousness he paid for our weakness our fear he paid every curse that the law brought on us every curse He made peace between the Father and and me and you. Jesus is the one, the mediator, that made peace. The mediator, the man, that made peace between the Father. That's who's in you. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The one that makes war. The one that judges. The one that heals. That's who's in you. The one that leads. The one that loved you and died for you. All right? Now, let's pray. I give thanks, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I just give thanks now. Father, I thank you for the one that's in us. Father, I thank you for the one that is in us. Father, I thank you for the one that is in us. I thank you, Father. For the one that's in us. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear of the one that is in us. Father, I ask. I ask that you give the revelation of Jesus to these us women. That you give us the revelation and knowledge of Jesus. That we see him as he really is. Father, that we see him seated next to you. That we see him as the one that judges and makes war. That we see him as the captain of the Lord of hosts. That we see him as the one that loved us and gave himself for us. Open our eyes. Give us that revelation. Give us the revelation where we can walk in it that we can move in it, that we can do the works that you have for us in it. Father, I thank you for a revelation that you open the eyes of those that hear, are here, that you open the ears, that you open the hearts that you give us. The revelation, the understanding, the revelation of the heart of who Jesus is. Father, who he is and who he is now. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Amen. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank thank you. I thank you. Father 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 I thank you. I get thanks Father. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks Father I thank you. For the resurrected power. Father, I thank you for the resurrection power. Father, I thank you for the resurrection power. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I get thanks. Father, I get thanks. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I get thanks. I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Amen. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. There is, a, there is a, a family that has a house that is disrepair. Father, I thank you for the power of the one that was raised from the dead. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Intervene. Intervene in that situation. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Intervene in that situation. Father, I thank you. Intervene in that situation. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You put your hand on that house in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I just want to make sure God's finished. I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I get thanks, Father, for your grace. I get thanks for your grace. I get thanks for your grace. I get thanks, Father, for your grace. I thank you. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson care of Water of Life Church post office box 861-327 Plano, Texas 75086 you may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter until next time, God bless